Y'all, what is up, y'all? What up, dude? Thanks, Caleb. You got my back, bro. What's up? Um, you guys seem like super tired. Are you guys tired? Tired? No, you're not tired. Who had homecoming yesterday? Was it just Legend? Or did it, was it others? Shafts this Friday? Is Pondo gone? It's next week? Oh, nice. Right on, right on. Okay, well, how was it? Anybody got any crazy cool stories they want to share? Caleb, where are you going? Oh, don't share? Is it appropriate? Oh, okay. Then never mind. Go away. Just kidding. Okay. Well, um, all right. Whatever. It's cool. Anyone else have a cool story? No? All right. Fair enough. Okay. That's fine. Well, guys, uh, if you were here the last week and a half, right, or whatever, last Sunday, um, we started this new series called Love, Prayed, Accepted. And here's the thing. When we come to Garage, this is something that we say all the time. We say it every, every night when you leave, you are loved, you are prayed for, and you're accepted here just the way you are, right? That's something that might just, like, be something that you say and you don't even know what it means. That's what we're going through in this series. We're going through each one of these things that we tell you each night that you come to Garage so that you know what we're doing here, what our goal is here at Garage, and so last week we started off, and we, we started off with the, the big church, big C church, and that's the global church, right? The people that love Jesus across the world, in every part of the world, big C church. We use different words. We say win, train, send. We win people to Christ, we train them as disciples, and we send them out into the world that they live in, wherever they're at. That still applies when you come to garage. Winning, training, and sending people out for Christ is still something we believe. That's the big goal of a Christ-following person at Garage across the world. But inside Garage, inside Crossroads, in Parker, in Douglas County, in this area, if you drive 15 minutes any direction here, that's the Little C Church. You'll see churches all across the place, Pepsi, Southeast, down the road. All these churches are the Little C Church here, and we use the words love, prayed, accepted at Crossroads. That's what we do. That's our goal is for every person that comes to Crossroads, to Garage, they feel loved, they feel prayed for, and they feel accepted just the way they are. And last week when we started, we talked about love for a minute, and we said, we know what Jesus says. And what Jesus says is to follow God, love God first, and then it's to love the people around you. When you do that, that, those are the most important things that you can do as a Christ follower. He narrowed everything down to love God, then love the people around you. And he didn't just stop there. He, he did it all over his life in every story. He loved people so perfectly. And we talked about the centurion soldier. He walks into this town and a guy needs help. And Jesus says, I'm going to love you and care for you here now, right here. And he heals his servant, performs a miracle, changes the world. That is what we do when we love people. We make little miracle moments happen and we make them feel loved and it changes the world, it changes you, it changes people around you. That's the goal of Garage. Tonight we're going to keep going and we're going to go through prayed. What it means to be prayed for, what does it mean to pray for somebody? It's sometimes it's just a, the cop-out answer of how do you connect to Jesus? You pray. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's, it's true. 
But there's more to it than just we prayed. I, I did my checklist for the week. I don't have to do anything else. There's more to it, and there's more behind it when we say you are prayed for here. When you come to Garage, there's more to just being you're prayed for. Good job. There's more to it here at Garage. I don't know about you, but I'm sure most of us in this room at some place in our life, sometime in our life, have thought about talking to God. Praying, if you want to call it that. We've had a conversation when we're in trouble or when we need something or we don't know what to do. We've probably had a conversation with God. Maybe it's you're just your, your self-talk that you're having, the conversation in your head you're having. That could be a prayer that you don't even know. For me, I've had a lot of those conversations, right? I've had plenty of conversations, prayers to God about what my life looks like. How can I make it better? What do I need to do? What am I supposed to, what's supposed to happen next? There's a time when I just finished co- uh, college. I, was, I graduated, got a degree. I, I did good. It was great. I'm, I was surprised with myself. This is a fun fact for you. When I found out I was going to pass all my classes, I literally, like, called every person I knew, and I was like, I'm going to pass. And they're like, you did it. And I was like, I know. And they're like, what are you going to do next? And I was like, don't ask me that. I just passed class, okay? That's my plan. I'm just passing the class. Anyway, fun fact. Um, but when I finished school, I decided I wanted to stay back in Oklahoma. I went to school in Oklahoma, wanted to stay there because I had spent four years there. I had made friends there, connections. Like I had a group of people that were supporting me when I was down there. And so I was like, maybe I can find a job. Maybe I can do something down there that I want to do. So I started to live with a friend, and we went to every, we did everything together. I applied for every job. I, I, I got a Starbucks job just to pay rent and, and bills and things like that. But my goal was to get a job at a church or in a ministry kind of job, anything. And so I applied for five months to different churches all over uh, Oklahoma, Texas, anywhere I could. And there was one church that actually said, yeah, apply. You're going to get the job. I talked to the pastor. You're going to get the job. I applied. He denied. And like two weeks later, I was like, hey, I applied. And they were like, oh, we didn't see your thing. Apply again, just in case. So I applied. Got denied. And then I just went back to church. And I was like, hey, man, I got denied again. And he was like, that's super weird. Apply. Send it directly to me. We'll get, we'll get it to the right person. I was like, okay. Applied for the third time. Denied. So I went through five months of just deny, deny, deny. Didn't get a job. No chance that I was going to do anything down there in ministry. I started to look for other jobs, just corporate jobs, things I could do. Deny, 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 deny. I was, I was lost. I was out of it. I was angry. I didn't know what to do. And finally, I kind of broke down into my, my moment and I said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I need help. I can't do this on my own. I, I, everything I've been doing hasn't worked. And I've been doing it the right way. So I called my friends and my families, and, and I told them, I was like, hey, guys, I am just lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What is the next chapter of Jack's life going to be like? I don't know. Can you pray for me? Can you pray for me what my future looks like? They said yes. They, they were there to support me. They started praying for me. A week later, I had a friend in Colorado text me. He said, these three places need a job filled, like tomorrow. You need to apply to them today. So I applied to three different jobs. Two of those jobs the next day got back to me and started taking me through their interview process and led me to job offers. 
That's how I came back to Colorado because I needed prayer and somebody opened a door and said, follow me. But in that moment, right before when I had nothing, couldn't do anything right, couldn't get a job, couldn't get an interview, I needed help. And people prayed for me, found a way for me to make things happen, for my life to move forward. I think that's the kind of hope that we have for Garage. When we come to Garage, when we feel supported, that's what we do. When people ask for prayer, that's the way they do it. They'll drop everything they do so that they can support and pray for you. That's the goal I think Garage has. When we say you're prayed for, you're covered here. When we come to Garage, that's our hope. That's the hope that we have when they say you're prayed for. But it, it, it just makes me think of all these different times in the Bible, right? We, there's, there's a million of them. When, when they talk about what prayer looks like. This guy prayed for that and the rain fell. There's a million stories we could go into. Tonight we're going to go through a couple different stories. My favorite story in the Old Testament of all time. Is Daniel, if you, if you know the story of Daniel and the lions, then we're starting in this story, okay? Daniel is the best because this guy's just brilliant, wise, beyond all measure, right? This guy is an Israelite. They're conquered by the Babylonians, and they're, he's the second in command. He rises through the officials, and he's like number two in the kingdom. The biggest kingdom in the world, he's number two. He prays every single day to God. And all the other officials, they get jealous of what Daniel's doing and how successful he is. And the king loves him and the kingdom loves him. He's doing great. They get jealous and they want that power that he has. And so they say this, they, they get this decree, this law set to the king and says, hey, if, nobody, if everybody prays to you and you alone, that's good. If they don't, though, they die. And the king's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We should make that a law. But when Daniel finds out that it's published, this is what it says. It's in Daniel 6. It says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his to an upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. The reason I love this story is because Daniel, just the, the, the start of the story being ca captured and, and rising through the officials, but going to a place is so high to be second in the kingdom, and they make a law to, you have to pray to one guy, and he still says, no, that's impressive. That's powerful. It didn't stop Daniel from praying to the one true God. And it got him into trouble. If we followed the rest of the story, he goes into the lion's den, and the king is, 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 is just lost and doesn't know what to do because his number two, his favorite person, is going to die. But the power of God closes the, de the, the mouths of the lions, and he, sur he, he survives, right? And he changes the law to say, anyone who doesn't pray and serve and worship this God of Daniel, those are the people that are not going to live. Daniel changed the world just because he's praying and serving and worshiping that God. 
I think it was kind of the success and stuff that was happening around Daniel and his life, and, but it was only because of his devotion and his connection to God. That's what we read when we read that story. Daniel got these things, these, these wise powers, the ability to interpret dreams because he was connected to God. It doesn't look like that for us all the time, right? Wow, sorry, jeez. That was a bad one. But when we connect to God now, it's like when, we, when Daniel was doing it. If we are fully devoted the way Daniel was now, I don't think anything will be different. We'll see success in our own lives. We'll see relationships thriving in our own lives. We'll be put into positions where we can make a difference in our own lives but we have to be connected and devoted to that God. The other part of the, uh, the Bible that I think rings, and, and I, I remember it all the time when I go in and out of prayer seasons, but when I remember what it's like to feel so loved and, and prayed for, and I need to pray more, and like that moment, I go back to Philippians. Philippians is really good. It's a letter to the church of Philippi, and this is what it says. Chapter 4, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And this is the part that I remember. And with the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All it says here is basically in every situation, in anything that you encounter, experience, with everything, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to hear about it. Don't be anxious about anything. Bring your request to God. And the peace of God, which is beyond anything you'll ever understand, imagine, Guard your hearts and your minds with Jesus. The last part is the best part, I think. It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Because here's the thing. This world is messed up. It's jacked up. It's messy. It's, it's gross. It's filthy. It's disgusting. Anything that we can mess up, we do. But all God wants is to have a conversation with you. Just one conversation. And I think part of this verse that we miss sometimes is that this is basically prayer becoming a shield. It becomes a protection for you. It literally says it will guard your heart and your mind with Jesus. When you have a conversation with him, he takes a blanket of protection over you. Not that, that you won't deal with life and hard things forever, but you'll be able to understand and, and kind of deflect to the things that you need to take care of at the right time. In the right way. In a healthy way. It'll keep bad things from infiltrating our hearts and our minds because that's where things happen, where our words come from, where our actions go. It's come from our heart and our mind. But if we can ward off those bad things just with a conversation with God, 
100% worth it. I think this is kind of the, the, the vibe and the goal that Garage has when we say you're prayed for and we get to be a part of. That when you pray for somebody, you put a shield of protection around them that they don't even know. When someone prays for you, you get this shield of protection around you to deal with life. Because when you leave garage and we say you are loved and you are prayed for, we mean that you have a shield of protection going with you to deal with life outside of this building. It's amazing that when we're here at Garage and we're praying for people and we're praying for our friends and we're praying for our small groups and we're praying for the church as a whole, in this community, we're putting this shield, this protective layer around people. And people see it. They can feel it. They can experience it. They can be part of it. That's what it means when you come to Garage. You're doing that so somebody else can experience God. And when we do that, if we all pray that kind of a prayer, we actually start to do a thing where we bring, we, we, we make this place a place where people can live without pain, without suffering, without anxiety, without trouble, without depression. This becomes a place of freedom makes it possible for us to experience God and for others to experience God. We say it all the time. This is another like trigger word that we say at Garage. It's the safest place in the world to talk about anything. When we pray for each other and we pray those prayers for our friends, for this building, for the people that come into it, that protective layer shields that world off of bad, dark, gross, disgusting filth so that we can live in freedom with God. That's the safest place. We only need to be willing to say yes to Jesus and have that conversation with him. Talking to him. So what's our goal at Garage when we say you're prayed for? What's the thing that we do after we love God and love the people around us? What's our next goal? It's to create a place where it's a safe shield for people to experience Jesus. Everything that they do when they come in here is free. No pain, no hurt, no suffering, anxiety, depression, whatever. They walk in, it's different. That's the goal. That's the goal Garage, I think, makes. By praying. Praying like Daniel, when even when it was weird and people didn't want him to pray, he prayed. Changed the world. Just like the church in Philippi, when they heard this verse, they changed the way they prayed because anything can be handled because of Jesus. He's already taken care of it all. 
He's done it. Just walk with him. Talk with him. That's what we're about at Garage. When we say you're prayed for, it means that leaders, church leadership, me, maybe some of you, it means that you guys have put the shield of protection around you so you can experience freedom with Jesus and so somebody else can encounter you and experience Jesus too. That's what it means when we say you're prayed for. You walk differently because of it. The goal is then to take that to the people around you. You get to start praying for people. Making different opportunities to experience Jesus because of what you prayed for. That's the difference. We can do it here at the church all the time. But when you take it outside of the church and you take it to the people that you're around, that's when change happens. People experience way different things than they do out there than in here. That's the goal. We're going to continue this series and we're going to get into being accepted just the way you are next week. But I hope tonight and and maybe this last week, if you felt loved and you, you got to experience what it means to be loved, that you're willing to take this step of saying, okay, great. Now, who am I going to pray for? Who am I going to pray for and let them experience what I experienced this week? That's the difference. That's what we get to do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to just have a conversation. To just experience you freely. And that when we talk to you, God, we are protected. You've taken care of everything that that makes us worry. But you've given us a chance to experience you freely. God, I ask that this week you give us opportunities to to pray for somebody around us. Lord knows you, you know people need it. Help us to, to, to fulfill those, those times when we can pray for somebody and, and let them experience Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray.